0: Make the choice to begin anywhere in your life, and the journey has started. We exist more than just to educate. We exist to also revitalize. And along the way, you can inspire others and be inspired. But now there's a new generation of scholars, and I am among them. If you really want to know
1: who you are and what you are capable of, Howard is the choice for you. Take a moment. moment. Listen to the stories by joining the president of Howard University, Dr. Wayne A.I. Frederick, and his guest on The Journey.
0: Since its establishment in 1961, the Howard University Student Association has been the voice of our institution's student body shaping, forming, and influencing the direction of our beloved Hilltop. The 2022-2023 academic year has been another landmark year for the university, and today's guest has played an instrumental role in making it happen, skillfully guiding this year's Houston administration while also providing a great example for our student leaders to come. Hello, my name is Dr. Wayne Frederick, and my guest today on the journey is Jordan Allen, the president of the Howard University Student Association. Miss Allen, welcome to the journey.
1: Thank you. I appreciate the offer to speak with you today.
0: So let's start with kind of where it started. You're the daughter of, uh, I believe, family alums for the A&M University. How did this happen? (laughs)
1: That's a great question that I don't think they like to discuss in the household. Um, But I grew up in Jack and Jill of America Incorporated and Mm -hmm. every year all of the seniors would graduate and there was this huge HU versus HU debate. I know you don't like to talk about it, but that's how I came to know Howard. We would take so many trips up here when we would come to DC and we always came to the yard. And so I don't think I really understood the significance of Howard then, it was just my parents are bringing me on these trips and we always end up at the Mecca. And so over time, as I matriculated through Jack and Jill, there was something in me that wanted to be a part of the HU-HU debate. And over time I realized who was the real HU, but in doing my research I Loved the history of Howard. And I also loved how Howard bred revolutionaries who would think very critically about the issues that are happening in the status quo and come up with very unique solutions on how to solve them. And so I really wanted to be a part of the history of Howard and the legacy of making change all across the globe.
0: And so let's go back to your more formative years. How many siblings you have? What do your parents do? And tell us about the town that you grew up in.
1: Of course, so I am from Davie, Florida. Um, which is a little bit outside of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I have one younger sister who's also a bison, so two Rattlers bred two bison. (laughs) Um, My mother is a pharmacist, and then my dad is in government. Um, But I mostly align myself with my grandfather. He also went to Florida Florida A&M University. Um, He actually worked very close with Thurgood Marshall um, during Brown versus Board to integrate um, South Florida schools. And so I always aligned with my grandfather because I want to be an attorney. And he always inspired me with the work that he did, leading the National Bar, but also just leading a lot of huge cases in South Florida that really determined where I would go to school, the opportunities and experiences that I would have growing up. And so that's really how my community shaped me, um, as well as my family. And so that's where I come from. And that's how my parents ended up allowing me to come here.
0: Sure. So let's talk about freshman year. Let's start there. Um, What are the types of activities you participated in freshman year that you think were really, you know, seminal events, things you either saw or heard or, you know, you were a part of that really made you stop and think, wow, there's a bigger responsibility that I have here? Yeah,
1: that's a great question. So I actually started in the School of Business Executive Leadership Honors Program. um, But I was also the Executive Chief of Staff intern within HUSA. And the schedules would collide. And so I actually ended up making the decision to leave the ESPEL program so that I could devote more of my time to student government. So I really like student government. I immediately got involved with HUSA. And then I also was a member of the Freshman Leadership Academy, um, which breeds leaders during their freshman year. And then I also was a member of the Howard University Speech and Debate Team. So between those three activities, I actually made the decision um, to leave the Honors program at the School of Business in pursuit of truth and service that I. Felt when I came to Howard and when I was a part of student government that I wanted to be a part of and it wasn't going to work with both of them so I had to make that decision
0: right so I'm gonna have you say I'm gonna have you give your Howard introduction and then I have a couple of questions that are going to follow
1: okay hi my name is Jordan Allen I'm a graduating senior marketing major political science minor from Fort Lauderdale Florida
0: so my twist on this is what is your mission
1: you actually asked me that It well, you didn't ask me individually that, but when I came to Accepted Students Day, you asked that question to all the students in the audience and I had to go home and figure it out. I will <laughs> tell you that. Um, but my mission is to speak to inspire and speak to empower to create change across the world. Um, so for me, I'm very key on public speaking. Um, I enjoy having conversations like these to, expand my knowledge on different topics, um, but also trying to gain insight on how I can use the knowledge that I learn from the people that I interact with to inspire the world. And so my mission is to be able to use my voice to inspire across the world.
0: Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. So I'm gonna jump from your freshman year. Uh, we'll get back to your, your Houston role, but I, I want to talk about Alternative Spring Break. Yes. And you had a recent experience on Alternative Spring Break where you joined a team in Aqua Ghana. Was that your first time going to the African continent, and what was it like being in Ghana?
1: So it wasn't my first time in the African continent. I've actually been to, I went to South Africa when I was younger. But um, the experience that I got in South Africa was very, very different from that at which I got in Ghana. And it was just so transformational, one, to be amongst Howard students. We also were with architecture majors. and to see how we could come from a completely different continent, come to Africa and pour into the community there, but also everything that the community had to pour into us was so life-changing. And I think what was so transformational is oftentimes we hear stories of you know Americans or people who aren't from the African continent going to Africa and pouring into um, the children who were there. And I always had a viewpoint of what that looked like. And I felt like when we went to go do our service, it was very genuine to the point where we keep in contact with the children that we met, we keep in contact with the high schoolers and we're constantly helping them prepare for the SAT and preparing, a lot of them wanna go to Howard. I think we had a great um, impact on them in that ways, but seeing the experience that I had in Ghana was so different from that that I hear of other people because when we left Ghana, we didn't really leave. We still are pouring into the community as we are away.
0: You're listening to The Journey. My guest today is Jordan Allen, president of the Howard University Student Association. So you got involved in student government very early. Um, Sophomore year, uh, sometimes that sophomore year can hit you like a ton of bricks because you really are now buckled down, you're questioning your major, you're making changes, you're trying to start thinking about making sure you're making good progress, and now you're plugged in, all these activities are pulling on you. What was that sophomore year like?
1: Yeah. So sophomore year, I changed my major. That's what happened. So I came in as an international business major. Then I ended up changing to marketing primarily because I didn't want to do the language anymore. Like I, I had to get rid of it. Um, but I think sophomore year was also when we were at home for COVID. So my freshman year, we didn't even finish the totality of the freshman year. We ended up going home for COVID. Um, but while I was at home, I feel like I learned a lot more about the importance of family. And so that's really what my sophomore year was like. Um, Also trying to figure out how I can connect with my classmates virtually. And so we had a lot of online sip and paints um, within the School of Business, and also different trivia nights to make sure that we were still connected. So my sophomore year was very unconventional when you think about a normal college student because of COVID-19, but I do think that it brought us more together. I became active in the Senate. and it just made me more conscious of having to reach out to my classmates more than I would have if I was on campus.
0: So you decided to obviously continue your involvement in student government, and um, obviously made the critical decision to run for Houston president. I think I told you my first year as um, president was the first time we had a woman Houston Mm -hmm. president, uh, which is still shocking to me uh, that that happened within within the past decade. But since then, I don't think there has been an administration without a woman Reps. involved. But what inspired you to run? Why did you decide to run for Houston?
1: Yeah, so I actually told myself I never would. I was in the Senate and same way on the Hill. We collide like the executive branch and the Senate and the House of Reps. They just collide. And so I told myself I would never do it. I was actually at home from COVID. I was driving back from Miami and I just randomly thought howard can be more fun like there there's a way where you can make advocacy fun where it doesn't always have to be aggressive um and where we can meet students where they are to the point where they understand what houston is doing and they have some level of connection so it was two things one it was about bringing back the culture of howard we had experienced covid um and now we had only one class on campus that had experienced the totality of a Howard year. Mm-hmm. And so how do we redefine that experience um, to bring it into the 21st century? And then second, it was also about creating an environment where for the first time ever, all branches were able to work together. And I think this year has shown what can be accomplished when everyone is willing to work together.
0: So talk about some of the successes. You guys have had a lot of programming yes. uh, throughout the year, you have, you've we've had a busy year, but- Maybe you could highlight uh, a few things that uh, your administration is proud of.
1: Yeah, so there's so many. Um, I would say my first one is the spirit buses. So we always would say Howard didn't have enough school spirit. You know, we like to just sit and say HU, you know, like and just you know sit how we like to sit, and so we wanted to bring more spirit to our athletic games and. First off, our athletic department has done a phenomenal job this year across all of our sports. But we wanted more students to show up and we wanted them to show up with more spirit. And so we invested a lot in spirit buses to take students to different games that were occurring. Um, This year we had the opportunity to do women's volleyball, men and women's basketball, as well as the football team to support them. Um, We created unique chants in collaboration with the Royal Court. So we brought students to Atlanta, New Jersey, um, Baltimore, as well as North Carolina and a couple other places. And so that was our first thing to try and figure out how to increase school spirit. So we're very proud of the spirit buses and the turnout that we received from those. I'd also say from a policy standpoint, we just recently were able to work with your administration to create a homecoming policy to increase student involvement in planning homecoming. So that's another thing that I think that we're very, very proud of. Um, there's so many I could name, but The last that I will name is one that we actually worked with you on. So you had reached out to us over the summer and asked us how we felt about the overturning of Roe versus Wade. And so being able to um, write that piece to you and then get it requested from the White House and being able to to go to the White House and speak with Vice President Kamala Harris um, about what that means for HBCUs and people who look like us, um, that was a very transformational moment for our administration, but also showing the people who will come next what is possible, one, when you're willing to work with the administration, but also the change that, that can be created outside of Howard. And so that's something that I'm very proud of. And then to add one more, um, we hosted a Pride Fest. And so that was the first ever celebration of people who look like us, who are black in the HBCU arena, to celebrate the LGBTQ plus community and actually, A month later, another HBCU, Virginia State University, um, actually created a Pride Fest as well. And so I think being able to have the change and influence beyond just the Howard campus is why those are probably my top four.
0: Excellent. So my final question is always the same. Why Howard?
1: Oh. Why Howard? Why Howard for other people, why Howard for me?
0: Why Howard for you, for other people, whatever you I moved to answer.
1: So, Howard is the Mecca, number one. And so I'll answer this question in two parts. Why an HBCU and then why Howard? So my parents told me that when corporations are looking to hire people who look like me, they go to HBCUs. And my experience here has been nothing short of that. So that's why I knew I was going to an HBCU. Now why Howard over FAMU? is the history that Howard has. There is no place where you can walk on the yard and walk where Chadwick Bozeman met Muhammad Ali or study in a place where um, Thurgood Marshall's desk was as he prepared for Brown versus Board of Education. The history that you experience when you're walking on this campus is so transformational to the point where sometimes we take it for granted. We have no clue that we're walking in the footsteps of major giants that have paved the way not for just people at Howard, but for people all across the globe who look like us. And so I think that there's something historical about Howard, about going to this place, walking in the steps of so many giants and then also knowing that you have the ability to make that same change that they did and that there's room for you in the history books. And I think that's why Howard is so unique when it comes to other places is anywhere that I step on this campus, some giant that got a Howard University education paved the way for me to have this experience and people to have their experiences all across the world. And I wanted to be a part of that legacy. I wanted to be able to contribute to it, but also be able to read about and honor the people who came before and paved the way for me.
0: Excellent. Thanks for being here. My guest today was Jordan Allen, the president of the Howard University Student Association, and you can tell why we will miss her. I'm Dr. Wayne Frederick. Please join me next time on The Journey.